Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, Nats Town, and welcome to another hastily prepared edition of Nats Nightly. Uh, my name is Dave Nichols from FederalBaseball.com. I've got Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball on the line. Um, you'll have to forgive us a little bit today. We're a little bit uh, uh, disjointed as Patrick is in his car headed back to uh, um, wherever it is he, he, may, he supplies his, uh, his normal uh, bat cave. Um, so I'll be doing the hosting tonight. Now I'm a little rusty at the hosting skill, so uh, please bear with me. But as always, we are here to talk about the Washington Nationals' most recent game today. It was a 6-3 loss to the Los Angeles Dodgers at Nationals Park. Steve Crossberg came into the matinee against the Dodgers looking for its 14th consecutive win to start the 2016 season. But things didn't go quite as planned as the Nats All-Star gave up six earned runs and the Dodgers took the getaway day rubber match of the three-game series 6-3 to at Nats Park. Uh, Patrick, let's uh, uh, get off on the on the on the uh, wrong foot, I suppose, and and start immediately start talking about Steven Strasburg's performance today. Uh, you were there today. Uh, he gave up seven hits and a walk. Uh, did strike out ten in six innings. It was the uh, I don't know 148th time this season he struck out double digits. Um, actually, no, it's the uh, um, Let's see, I've got my notes here. It's his uh, eighth of the season that he struck out double digits, 29th in his career. Um, He really settled down retiring 12 of the last 13 batters he faced, but uh, these first two innings he got beat up a little bit, gave up a two-run home run to um, to the least likely uh, cleanup hitter in all of baseball, Jacob Turner, and then the third inning gave up a three-run shot to him. Uh, But then, like I said, settled down after that. What did you think of his performance today? I think the the lesson to take from today is don't fall behind hitters because both of those cases he threw a 3-2 slider that he left over the plate that Turner absolutely crushed. I think that one literally bounced up onto the concourse in center field on one bounce. He got all of that one, that's for sure, and then fell behind 3 nothing at Turner on the second one, and Turner just crushed a fat ball sent it at the center field. So Dusty Baker essentially said after the game that it was – a five to three Turner essentially on the day. Those were the only big hits that really hurt Strasburg. He gave up a, a string of singles at one point, and, but it was those home runs that killed him. And uh, biggest takeaway in the headline of the day, I guess, is that Furpo Marbury lives. I, I don't know if anyone's going to come close to that record. It's 85 years old now, and uh, Strasburg was about as close as you can get to uh, tying that record for the most consecutive wins by a DC baseball starter. So. Good for Furpo Marbury and family. That that thing's probably going to last for a long time going forward here. Yeah, um, thirteen to one to start the season. His ERA sits at two two eighty three right now. Um, you know, the, obviously uh, Strasburg's history has been, um, I guess, I guess you could say checkered. He's had some very high highs, obviously some very low lows, uh, but it really seems like uh, this season he's kind of settled into the pitcher that everybody thought and hoped and expected he would be um, when he was drafted. And then obviously the, the tremendous debut that he had uh, against the Pittsburgh Pirates, the 14 strike debut. But he's really turned into, um, along with Max Scherzer, this team's 1 and 1A uh, aces um, this season for the Nats, don't you think? And uh, Mike Rizzo talked about it recently, too, as I try to navigate a difficult left to cross traffic here uh, with Scherzer, uh, Strasburg, Tanner Roark is relatively young and controllable. Uh, Joe Ross, just 23 years old. And they got two kids we've seen recently. Uh, G- Lucas Giolito, just 21. And uh, uh, The kid's name is escaping me from the other day because I'm trying to drive at the same time. 
Reynaldo Lopez. Reynaldo. Uh, yeah. Really, yeah. yeah, I was really impressed with what I saw from him, even though he uh, got knocked around a little bit because his fastball's up in the zone. But they've got some depth of starting pitching, and it's all controllable. You know, Strasburg and uh, Scherzer are locked up. The other guys are relatively young and going to be part of the Nationals for a couple of years if they avoid getting dealt at the trade deadline. Uh, still wondering if some of these guys are up getting showcased or if Rizzo's just taking a look at what he has before he goes into the trade deadline to see what he has to do. But uh, you've got some young control of pitching, and Strasburg and Scherzer are at the top of rotation uh, for a couple of years now, at least three with Strasburg. Uh, really nice rotation put together. And you talked about the lows with Strasburg. I don't think you get any lower than the beginning of last season when he was struggling with that ankle and then the back injury. But since then, uh, he's just been dominant on the mound. And like you said, everything everyone expected him to be. And losing one of your first uh, 17, 18 starts here, I, I think you can take that with just about anybody. The streak's uh, more of an anomaly than anything else. Yeah, speaking of, of young controllable pitching, the Dodgers sent Julio Urias to the mound today, um, a guy, a, a lefty, uh, very integral coming up through their system. Uh, he only went four innings today, but they were four uh, effective innings. He gave up five hits, no walks, struck out four. They didn't that. got to him for a run uh, in the first inning, and it looked like after uh, after Justin Turner homered, the Nats were going to get right back in. A Trey Turner for the Nats singled, um, essentially beat out a routine ground ball to shortstop. Uh, Michael Taylor with a soft line drive, two runners on. Daniel Murphy popped out, but uh, um, they pulled off the double steal, and then Bryce Harper with a sack fly. Um, so we had two outs at that point, still with runners on, and then Anthony Rendon was called out on strikes. Uh, the Nats really didn't threaten for much. Um, they, you know, they chipped away at things. They um, loaded the bases late in the game with two outs, but couldn't get anything done. It just seemed like the offense was um, was a little bit stagnant today. But Chris Heisey had two hits. Uh, Danny Espinosa hit an RBI. Uh, Harper with the sack fly RBI, and Danny Murphy with an RBI. Uh, I want to talk about that Turner a little bit and that speed, obviously, um, beating up the routine infield uh, grounder for a single in the first inning and then pulling off the double steal, stealing third base later. Uh, later on, uh, just continue to be impressed by this uh, by this guy's young uh, speed and contact ability. Yeah, as Dusty Baker said yesterday, I'm working on a story for Mass and tomorrow that speed kills. And he talked about uh, that play on Sunday where he tried to turn a, a line drive to left into a double and in spite of a weak throw in, got himself thrown out. But Baker said you don't even try that if you don't have the kind of speed that he has. And he saw it on display last night, the two triples in the first two games of the series just – Really, a doghouse and I talked about last night that Mike Rizzo says it all the time, and it's kind of a cliche, but it is really game-changing speed for that kid. And uh, It's going to be interesting to see what they do with the lineup. I definitely like your thoughts about what happens when uh, some of these guys get back and you have to make a decision on Turner, where are you going to put him and how the Nationals are going to uh, work things out going forward because he's just he makes a difference. See him out there. I think Dusty Baker is getting a hint of that. He joke that uh, someone asked him about his offensive game and at the plate, and Baker said he's not saying anything about that because he sees some problems with it but doesn't want to let the rest of the league know. But uh, at minor league level, at least, he, he's really put up great numbers offensively. And if he can, you know, so did Danny Espinosa, so did Ian Desmond, all the guys that have come before him in the middle infield. But uh, whether or not he can get close to what he's done in the minor leagues, the majors will see. But he's definitely just a factor out there. When he's in the game, he makes a difference. He's generating uh, runs on a big home run team for the Nationals so far. He's out there manufacturing stuff and making things happen. It really adds a dis- different element to the mix. Yeah, that kind of jumps around a little bit with the outline that I sent you a couple of minutes ago as <laughs> to what we were going to talk about. But, uh, yeah, that makes a natural segue into discussing 
uh, Ryan Zimmerman's rehab stint uh, starting tonight. Um, you know, what does Dusty Baker do with this lineup once uh, Zimmerman comes back and uh, presumably is healthy again and resuming his first base play? Obviously, you've got to move Daniel Murphy back over to second base, and then um, it, it presents Rizzo and, and, and Baker with an interesting uh, discussion about, uh, you know, what piece to remove from the roster. Obviously, you've still got uh, um, Stephen Drew on the bench in the infield. You've got Clint Robinson. Um, I, I don't think they move those parts out. Chris Heisey has um, done a pretty decent job for them as a reserve outfielder. I don't think he goes. Uh, Michael Taylor and, and, and Trey Turner become the logical um, the logical pieces to move. I think Taylor uh, probably, you know, is, is gives them, um, you know, relief in the outfield. I, I don't think you want to have only one outfielder in reserve and um, and trust Clint Robinson to be a reserve outfielder for you at this point. Um, logically, it looks like Turner would be the, the odd man out. Um, unfortunately, at this point, I, I really think that that. Um, I really think they'd rather see him playing full-time, whether it's here in D.C. or in Syracuse, other than sitting on the bench here and being the 25th man on the roster. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it benefits him at all to be sitting on the bench here and you know, getting slot starts and coming off. You can send him down to Syracuse for a month at this point, uh, a little over a month, obviously, until the minor league season ends. Then you bring him back up in September. You use him as a super sub if, if they're not going to move Danny Espinosa out of the shortstop spot. Uh, the infield's pretty locked up as it was when before he came up. Uh, Michael A. Taylor they sent down to get some regular ABs, but the injuries kind of foiled that plan, so he's right back up. Like you said, I think it makes the most sense to keep Turner playing every day wherever he's going to be, and if there's not a spot right now in the majors, it, there'll be a spot in the month when they expand the rosters. He can come up and do all the things he's doing for them now uh, at that point, but uh, injuries and roster manipulations have a funny way of making these decisions for people like they did last time around. So uh, until Ryan Zimmerman gets through this uh, rehab stand, Dusty Baker said today, it's probably going to be a ra- rather short one. They want to get him like three games in the minors. And uh, Baker said he could join them as soon as uh, they head out to Cleveland after the series with the Padres this weekend. So there's a decision coming soon. I think it would be in Trey Turner's best interest to keep getting regular at-bats at this point. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's the hot man out right now, but he's going to be a factor on this team going forward. Please, please don't trade him, even though there's some rumors that they might consider at this point. I really hope the Nationals aren't actually considering that, and that's just a kind of a hullabaloo coming out with the trade deadline so close. No, I, you know, it's hard to imagine Mike Rizzo thinking that, that Danny Espinosa is the long-term um, long-term solution at shortstop. You know, the, he kind of kind of lucked into that trade, uh, acquiring Joe Ross and, and Trey Turner um, last year. I would hardly think he'd, he'd um, you know, rush his shortstop and waiting out the door here. It really, what it boils down to is Ryan Zimmerman's got got several weeks to show that he's Ryan Zimmerman. If he comes back healthy and can perform the way um, the way he has been capable of in the past. Uh, you know that that's the bat that the Nats need to add to this order. I don't know that they need to um, need to be discarding their shortstop in the future for a short reliever or or a rental player. But speaking of young players, we didn't have a show last night, so we weren't able to discuss uh, the major league be- debut of Coda Glover, a short reliever. Um, he pitched again today. Last night he had a four pitch one two three inning. Uh, today he gave up a hit and struck out one and in one innings pitch. Uh, this is a guy that I think. Uh, uh, the transaction yesterday kind of took everybody by surprise. A player that started off in, in A-ball with Potomac, uh, pitched 17 games for Harrisburg, a couple of games in Syracuse, and then all of a sudden 
welcome to the big leagues, Coda Glover. He's a 2015 draft pick. Um, he was an eighth-round pick in the 2015 draft. He becomes the second player uh, in Major League Baseball from the 2015 draft to, uh, uh, to make his Major League debut. And, um, you know, so far so good at the big league level. He's, uh, um, he's shown a willingness to go right at guys. Dusty Baker admitted yesterday in his press conference that he knew nothing about Glover, that he was going on uh, Rizzo and his staff's uh, um, reports about him. But uh, this is a guy that's got a big arm and looks like he has an idea about, uh, about how to go about using Patrick. Yeah, consistently, 97-98, the first two t- times we've seen him, got a little bit better look today because that four-pitch inning last night was just kind of a tease for everyone who wanted to see him. But, as you mentioned, just one of the only two uh, 2015 draft picks league-wide to be up in the majors at this point. So it's just meteoric rise, the overused phrase, but it's apt in this case, uh, just jumping three le- four levels at this point, three levels in the minors and then up to the majors this year. But you can see why he's, he's out there on the mound. He's clearly not afraid to throw strikes. He's pounding the strike zone. Like I said, a high 90s, 97, 98 with the fastball. Like uh, I said, you haven't even seen his change yet. He mixed a cutter or a slider. I, I was sitting high above the uh, field today. I had to go on what uh, game day was showing us, and they were going back and forth between cutter and slider, whether or not that was just a pitch that wasn't working as well as the uh, – some occasions, as a few people noted on Twitter, is unclear, but he's got the arsenal for end, back end of relief uh, stuff, and that's clearly where they plan on using him. They've used him all that way throughout the minor league career so far, which is admittedly brief, but uh, you just love what you see from this kid so far and the, the mentality to you know not be overwhelmed by how fast he's moved. You, you don't see this too often with a especially an eighth-round pick. I mean, you got to give some credit to the National Scouting Department here. They continue to find these gems in the draft and not necessarily big names out there going into the draft, but they, they seem to be able to find kids that they know will work in their system, build them up, and get them up to the majors to help out. And you know, Whether it's international scouting with someone like Ronaldo Lopez or taking the chance on Lucas Giolito and having him up already uh, coming back from Tommy John surgery, uh, Coda Glover apparently had Tommy John surgery already as well, and they're taking chances and making the most of these kids so they can get them up there. And Dusty Baker said today he might not hang around uh, long right now, but he's definitely you know, grabbing everyone's attention. And as, as you mentioned, Baker doesn't know a lot of these guys in the system. He's only been here since last winter, so he said he's still getting to know them too. And remarked after Ronaldo Lopez came up and after Cody Glover pitched now that it's giving him an opportunity to see these guys. So when they sit down in September and talk about call-ups, he can actually have an opinion on what's going on and not just rely on everyone else in the organization to tell him who's going to work. Well, we've got about 20 seconds, so real quick, uh, who starts over the weekend, Lucas Giolito or Reynaldo Lopez? Uh, I'm going to guess they're going to bring Lucas Giolito back up. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they give uh, Reynaldo Lopez the two starts that Giolito got just to test him and see what he's got there, but uh, Lucas Giolito put together another solid start in the minors in between starts in the majors here. I think they want to get him up and get the – taste of that start against the Mets out of his mouth and, you know, make him feel a little bit better about himself because I was live in City Field for that one and he didn't look particularly great. Uh, People are already doubting him, which I think is kind of ridiculous and saying that he's overhyped, but how you could judge that on one start on a humid night in City Field in front of 40,000 people in your second major league start, I'm not sure. I kind of trust the other scouts who have seen him pitch uh, continuously over the last couple of years. So I'm, I'm going to bet on Giolito. I don't think Ross is going to be back. He, he just threw a simulated game with 35 pitches the other day, so it doesn't seem like it times out with him coming back for his next start in the majors. So I'm picking Giolito, but we'll see what the Nationals end up doing. 
Nats lose today 6-3 to three to the Dodgers. Uh, we'll talk to you again tomorrow night after the Nats uh, face the San Diego Padres. Uh, for Patrick Reddington, I'm Dave Nichols from Federal Baseball. Thanks for listening to Nats Nightly. Doghouse says go Nats. <laughs> Thanks for filling that in. <laughs>